welcome back to Delapo and Friends Do Better podcast. How are you, my people? I hope you're doing well and fantastic. Um, I have an episode here for you. Um, it's all about transformations, bro. Like, this is the time of the year where we're all talking about how do we want to transform our lives as we enter the new year. Um, these are one of the last final days of 2020, a year that we will speak on forever, I'm pretty sure. A lot has gone down in this year. Um, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, just give a quick moment to praise God. Hey, I've made it to this moment. It's show, Baba. Amazing. Um, I'm here in this episode with my friend Lauren. We're talking about how to transform your mind, your spirit, your body, all the things that come with it. And I really hope you enjoy. Lauren is one of my, um, as I can say, articulate friends. The girl can talk as if she's writing poetry from her mouth, from her brain to her mouth. It just spurs out book, book. The lady is just a, a book, a walking book. But um, I really hope y'all take some stuff from it. Because even me listening to it and re-listening to it, I'm like, bro, this girl's spitting game. So, um, yeah, I hope y'all enjoy. And Happy New Year. And welcome back to another episode of Delapo and Friends Do Better podcast. I'm here with um, one of my great friends, Lauren. Say hi, Lauren. Hi. <laughs> Hello. You want to introduce yourself, tell the people a little bit about yourself? Oh, okay. Well, uh, hi, I am Lauren. Um, Lauren is turning 21 very soon. Um, I uh, I don't, what's also interesting about me? That's crazy. I mean, there's a number of things that are great about me. I'm a writer. Yeah, that is something that is very important to me. I think that has really shaped my understanding of the world around me and the way that I relate to other people and relate to myself because I didn't really know how to do that growing up. But yeah. <laughs> and Lauren and I, we met in undergrad. She's still an undergrad, but um, we met in our acapella group and Lauren is so like, she's such a personality and she's like an onion. Like you just peel back all these layers. And like, I really just like came to like, just kind of fall in love with her in some way. Cause I'm like, dang this girl. And I'll just like be looking at her and she's just a fascinating person like in general. So um, yeah, we love Lauren here on this podcast. So today we're gonna be talking about transformations and transformations in all form um, when it comes to like your mind, your body, and your spirit. Just because I know Lauren, even the short amount of time that I have known her, I mean, it hasn't been short now, almost two years, but dang, um, that she's undergone a lot of transformation. Um, so what would you say like, because with transformation, it comes lessons. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned in this year of 2020? Wow. Um, the biggest lesson I've learned in this year of 2020, yeah. I think there's, there's so many of them. I don't know if I can really say that one of them stands out above all of them. Right there, actually, that's that actually right there. It's all connected. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned about um, in 2020. And that in many, many a times when I was dealing with something, I would think that it was isolated. And it, it wasn't. <laughs> they were all connected to other aspects and other faucets of who I was and that actually me working in this area and fixing and concentrating in this area could have an impact on the other areas of my life. And in the same way that if I'm not addressing some area or part of my life, that in of itself can then, you know, spiral and domino and affect everything else. So it's actually very necessary for you to be paying attention and to be cognizant of the things you're doing and the ways and the things that you're feeding into 
the things that you are allowing to influence you, um, where you're putting your time, because it's all connected <laughs> and it will uh, impact eventually, essentially all the parts, all the things that you even think that it won't get to. It's all related. I agree. That's really interesting too. I've never really thought about it like that, but it is very true. Like one segment of your life can really have turmoil on another. And like, you always had like that aha moment where you're like, dang, so that thing in childhood has still been affecting me. And they're like, yeah, and affects your academics and your sports and your physical health and all this stuff. It's like, dang, wow. Um, I would say my biggest thing I learned um, in this year, I would say it's even a lesson I learned within myself that I'm an avoider. I really just be avoiding like certain emotions, certain situations. Like even um, earlier this year, there's one day I was like scrolling on Twitter. And you know, this year has just been a lot of like negativity. Like it's, I mean, things that have been happening around the world have been very negative and um, it's all come to our attention. And it's like, whether you're gonna confront it or ignore it. Amber, I'll just like look on my timeline and just like quickly swipe by it. So I don't have to read it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, what's the next funny thing I can look at to distract me? And even like, um, I've seen a lot more of more people talk about mindfulness, whether that comes through like meditation or just taking moments to like kind of speak to themselves, like, or even like you as a writer, taking time to just sit down and write, um, that I really don't like my mind to be quiet. I'm like, dang, where's, where's the music at? I want to listen to some David O right now, right about now. I'm like it's too quiet in here. Like what TV am I going to watch? Or like just something to distract myself. So just learning that, um, <laughs> I'm an avoider and how can I stop avoiding? Yikes, emotions, hate those. So I know like too, when it comes to transformations and lessons that we learn that people tend to treat us differently afterwards. Do you have any experiences that you feel like once you've gone through some type of transformation where people have treated you differently? Oh, definitely. I think that um, in many ways, what ends up happening um, is that you establish norms with people um, because of what they are familiar with or the way that you've asked it in the past expects you to continue acting like that. And so when you upset the balance within your own relationship with yourself and within the standards that you have for yourself, you know, you also end up just by proxy and just by relation upsetting those other relationships as well because you now want something different and what you desire and what you are willing to take will now change. And so I've had a number of relationships where because I now desire something different, um, either from the relationship or that I also now require, you know, something different from that individual, they now take offense. <laughs> they now think that I am, um, I don't know, they don't, they're not okay with that. And they don't, it makes sense, you know, if something was working before for you, it was comfortable, some people don't really like change. And so I've been met differently. Some people take it and they run with it. And I think that that really speaks to people who are really there um, for you, for the relationship, for you as an individual. But there are some people who really just were like, you know, I'm not really rocking with this. Or they would point to you as the problem. And I think that's when you really have to be firm in why you're making these decisions or why you've decided to have this transformation and to understand that at the end of the day, you know, you are responsible um, for your actions. And if you end up being unhappy because of these actions, to some extent, you're also responsible for that. And the, um, then to find comfortability in these situations that are not going to be conducive to your growth. Um, and that's more important to me. Wow. Uh, I would agree that people tend to like 
hold you to what they know you before. And that, I mean, I'm, like you said, it's true. Like they, they're comfortable with that side of you because that's who you were before. So when you change up, they'll be like, um, excuse me, like this is not the person that I thought I was in a relationship with or the person that I was in a friendship with, or this is not the person I thought I gave birth to, you know, even when I was <laughs> stuff. But um, I would even say too, like sometimes whenever, I remember one transformation I went through was like when I started to eat vegan, and um, of course, coming from a Nigerian household, they're like, all right, we'll see how long this lasts. And it was like a lot of pushback. I asked for like, my mom like, oh, I want to cook something for you. And then she'll still send it with fish in it. And she was like, well, fish isn't meat. And I'm like, it's a meat, but whatever. Or like even to like when you, even with that transformation came like, oh, okay, you lose weight. And now people started looking at you a little different. I'm like, dang, was I not cute before? <laughs> like, what the heck? Yes, uh, yes. I don't know. Especially like the when it comes to sometimes when you make changes, it's not so that the person's trying to be ignorant or trying to go against you. Sometimes it's that they don't understand. And so sometimes I think that's another thing was just having the patience as well to try and explain things to other people so that they could understand and not taking immediate offense to the fact that they didn't understand why I was deciding to change or why I would want to. Because um, even when I was trying to lose weight, I remember one friend's like, why? Find the way you are. I was like, I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I know, I know, cute, but like, personally, I would like to be just a little thinner and just a little bit um, for my own reasons. It's not so that it doesn't have to be rooted in the wrong place. Um, so yeah, having those conversations also were helping for clarifying things for me as well. Like, why do you really want to do this? Or why is this so important to you? What would you say is um, one of the biggest transformations you've had when it comes to like your mind or your mindset? I, okay, for me as an individual, I am very, I'm a very people person um, in the sense that I very much value the people that are around me and the interactions that I have. And even if I just meet you once, you know, if I see you once and we we click, next time I see you, hi, like I'm going to be very, very expressive and very happy because that interaction to me did bring me happiness. So I like connecting with other people. But after some point in time, um, and that's something I realized also this year, but just in general, I began to tie um, a lot of worth into those relationships in terms of them staying. So if they didn't stay, then it had to do with me. I'm not even recognizing that, you know, the fact that they came into my life actually really didn't even have to do with me either sometimes. And just, I think disconnecting um, my worth from those relationships and understanding that, you know, nobody really owes you anything. And in the same sense that if somebody leaves, that doesn't actually speak to your worth or your value as an individual um, and that you should value the relationship for what it is at the time but not let the absence of that relationship dictate how you feel about yourself or the encounter as well. Um, I, I, I was fortunate enough to have a lot of longstanding relationships. Like I live with my best friend of 13 years, you know, like I have a lot of friendships that go way back. And so to some extent, I'm not really familiar with the concept of losing people. I have also been fortunate not to lose anybody really close to me. And so because of that, I, I really cling, <laughs> I really cling to those relationships. Um, and they're wonderful and they're great. But if they leave as well, my peace and my happiness and my sanctity of mind should not leave with them. It should not dissipate just because of that person. Um, I think that's something that I really learned is, I guess, to take a step back um, and to realize that and to recognize that as well. Wow, that's awesome. Um, I would even say too, like for me, when it comes to a transformation of mindset that I've had is um, 
I guess like even gratefulness that, you know, sometimes it's easy to be pretty pessimistic at some moments, but I remember just like, I don't know when it happened, but even when I get into like a negative space, I would always try to sit down. I remember like, but I'm grateful for this and grateful for that. Even though you don't like, you don't just push your feelings to the side. You have, they're, re- they're valid. There's a reason you feel that way. But um, just to remember that like, life is not that deep. I always say this. I feel like I always say that, but like gratefulness is always a great mindset to, um, to be in and sit in a lot whenever you're going through something. But uh, what would you, what are some like practical ways that you would say somebody who wants to go through a transformation, whether in mind, body or spirit, what would you recommend to them? What are some practical ways to do that? Well, I guess the first thing, the first place to start, uh, if you wanna make a transformation is to identify where where exactly you want that transformation to be. and then also to understand or to outline your reasons why. I think that that will be something that will really help you over the course of that transformation when you don't feel like doing whatever it is that you need to do or when you have other people who are doubting your reasons for doing so, um, is to look back at why you even decided to set back, to set, to set forth <laughs> on this journey in the first place. Um, so yeah, understand and you know, outline what these reasons were and then after that, look at what the appropriate steps would be. Um, I know for me, so one journey that I had to take was like communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just understand like why you've been at the place that you've been at for so long. I think that sometimes when we're so eager to change, we don't recognize what brought us to this place in the first place. And that's even as, that's just as important as taking the steps that you need to, to change. So for me, for communication, um, I wasn't the best in terms of being um, effective and direct. And that stemmed from the fact that in the past, when I had tried to be open and honest and communicative with people, um, the the response was not, it was subpar. <laughs> you know, it wasn't the way that, I didn't feel as though what I had said had been validated. And I felt I'd been told or made to feel that the things that I communicated were because I was overly sensitive or for whatever reason that they provided me with, other than the fact that what I felt was valid. And so because of that, I learned to just keep things in. I learned to, uh, be very passive in my communication rather than asserting what I truly felt and then believing that what I felt mattered. So I had to understand that. I had to understand, okay, this is where it stems from. This is where it came from. Um, and so now what can I do to ensure that I don't remain in this place? Because I guess you also have to, another thing that helped me just in general is to realize why, um, why it's bad to remain here in the first place or why it would not be um, the best for you. And so it's recognizing that, okay, this communication, although it seems to be isolated here, um, this is going to impact, you know, my relationships. This is going to impact the way that I relate with others. And when I'm not being communicative about how I feel, when I'm not being open and honest, then I'm to some extent being deceptive. I'm not <laughs> communicating with them um, what I truly feel. And I'm hoping that they get what I feel, get the gist <laughs> without me actually communicating that. So I have to be manipulative. I have to be passive aggressive. I am not functioning in a space that I like. (laughs) So I don't like this. And so again, it was just creating these things that make it necessarily easier, but make it clearer for you why you need to turn away from this. Because sometimes what ends up happening in the things that we, the states that we are at is a result of the ways that we've learned to be because of the experiences that we've had, because of where we come from, because of what we've learned. This is our way of coping. This is our way of surviving. And we've adopted this because to some extent, even as dysfunctional as it is, it has worked. (laughs) It has worked to this far. And if you just try to jump up and change, 
without recognizing all these reasons, you will end up falling right back into that because to some extent, this is what's easiest for you. Um, so I would say, you know, I would say, I think that it's a great idea to go through all of this um, before even trying to make that change. And if anything, this should fortify your decision. And then, you know, you begin to progress in the ways that you would need to for whatever this transformation is and whatever way that you need to. Wow. Just eloquent, man. I just feel like I was a lesson right there myself. Uh, so, you know, like with every of my podcast, I always ask um, my guests, what is something that they're currently trying to do better in their own life? Do you mind sharing with us? Something I'm currently trying to do better in my own life. Um, <laughs> so I, I have, um, hmm. Lauren is always realizing certain things about her life and I I'm a religious person but I feel like for me God always brings to light after each season different things in his work on because I feel like oh got this down knock down this demon on to the next one and <laughs> I way I related it to one of my friends but essentially it's like you know how you'll be in a room and like the room looks clean it looks perfectly clean but then suddenly like you'll turn the blinds the light comes through and you see these little particles in the air right <laughs> you see a little particle just flying in the air and you're like I I had no idea that was there and I feel like sometimes that's what God ends up doing to me you know I'll be like oh I'm good I'm great I'm awesome and then boom little particle a thing right there and so for me I feel like I'm getting if I if I compare myself from January to now I think I've gotten really good about communicating and this is something that I um, had a conversation with um had a conversation with somebody and they were telling me I told them that I wanted to essentially be good at having any conversation with any person. And that was something that I really struggled with. And I, I'm really approaching the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And so the one that's turning to now um, is actually having to do with weight loss for me. So that's something that was tied into a lot of things for me. Um, and I've lost the weight, but I don't, I don't think that I truly, I don't think I truly understood why I gained it in the first place. It's not, and I, it may seem as, oh, well, you, you just ate too many calories, you know, too many little, <laughs> too much of that Popeye sandwich, right? No, <laughs> not necessarily. Although what I did directly had to do with the amount of calories that I was consuming, although that's what it seemed to be, there was something um, emotional that was happening. It was tied to something that I felt that I was trying to feed as well. And so although you've lost the weight, you've not dealt with the psychological impact or what it is that brought you to that state that you began to um, self-medicate in the way that you did previously. Um, so it's these ideas of body image, these ideas of my own self-worth, these ideas of how I should look, how I should function, that um, to some extent I'm still having to work through um, and still having to relearn. <laughs> um, and... To, to deal with what I'm feeling. Um, because there are some days that I do see myself in the mirror and I still don't feel the way that I thought I would feel. And I remember this when I had lost weight actually three years ago, I lost 65 pounds three years ago. And that took a lot. <laughs> that took a lot. Um, but when I did that, to some extent, I didn't do it for me. I did it for all the naysayers and everything like that. Um, and it created a lot of issues because um, because of the people that I interacted with afterwards, they did treat me differently. And that's something that I did encounter again now that I lost weight again, um, was again, being treated differently. Um, and then that reinforced some ideas that I'd had about myself, about my worth or my beauty or 
them, the way they see me being tied into my weight. Um, and unfortunately that is something that does occur, but it doesn't have to affect me in the way that I've allowed it to affect me for so long. So that's something that I really, I guess, working through, and I didn't even realize um, was impacting me as much as it was until I got to this point again, um, where I guess to some extent, I was waiting for that number on the scale to bring that ultimate stamp of happiness. And the thing is, when you do that, it never comes. <laughs> it will never come that way because it shouldn't be what gives you your happiness. Mm. You should find that elsewhere. I, I encourage you <laughs> to always find that elsewhere. And for me, that's in you know my identity in Christ and the way that he sees me rather than you know, whatever that scale has to say to me today. <laughs> so, yeah. And I feel like I relate with you so much on that because I know even like in my own life, I've done the whole up and down. I played soccer, lose weight. Don't play soccer no more, gain weight. I play basketball, lose weight. Don't play basketball no more, <laughs> gain weight. I do the whole vegan thing, lose weight. Stop the little vegan thing. Gain weight, it's like... <laughs> this constant up and down yes and even like um when it came to like what you said about waiting to see that number on the scale like it always the day comes and then you still feel like I sometimes I do think that I have body dysmorphia especially because when you get to that lower weight I'm still looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like I, I or I look at a picture and I'm like I remember not being happy with my body in that picture mind you I'm 30 pounds away from that now and I'm still not happy. So wh where is it? Like where it doesn't add up. And um, like you said to just finding your, I'm still trying to learn what that means when it comes to body confidence. And um, even, you know, even in our features, sometimes you can get to that number. I remember when I would get to that number, I'd be like, damn, my butt's still flat. And where did my breast go? I'm like, dang, like, what do you want? Oh, you want the skinny waist? Oh, you want breast? But <laughs> it's like I couldn't get I couldn't get everything I wanted, of course, because that's not what this life is de designed for. It's not building this perfect body that you think is amazing or whatever. And even when it comes to that, you know that the body that you're chasing is because of these images that you see, whether it's on Instagram or it's on the media that you watch. So I really relate to you when it comes to that. Like even my mom, we talk about it that, you know, some of us are it's a fight. And it's going to be a fight our whole life. Like you have to, it's like either you're going to be really razor focused on it and you're losing weight or you're just nonchalant and you're going to gain weight. Some people are just been chilling for the last 50 years, never even thought about their weight one time in their life. So um, I really, I, sorry, that was a rant. But I really relate to you on that. Um, I would say one thing that I'm currently trying to do better right now, <laughs> um, to do things with the right heart. Uh, I know that like, I feel like for me, I am a helper but it comes off sometimes as a reluctant helper. Like I will do something for somebody. And it sometimes I know the difference between when I'm doing it out of the kindness of my own heart or I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do or I'm doing it because I don't wanna hear any reparations from you. So I'm just been trying lately to do things with the right heart and not just be doing it like, oh, whatever. Like sometimes my mom will just ask me to go to her car to get something and I'm already like, oh my God, really? And I'm going to the car now to go get it. Why couldn't I just do it with a good attitude, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, do you have any parting words you want to say to my listeners, our listeners, because it's Dilapa and Friends podcast? Oh, oh. I guess, um, One thing I've, I guess, one thing I will leave is that I really do believe in the 
concept that not everything is you know characteristically just bad or good you know thinking is what makes it so and although we have experiences or we encounter things that you know leave us feeling some type of way or that take from us I still believe that there's something that we can take from those experiences. I still think that there are ways for us to progress and to grow and to change, you know, positively, even in spite of the fact that we may have been negatively affected by that. And I think that um, sometimes we shouldn't even really focus um, completely on the way that that impacts us, but what we can now learn, what we can take and then go forward with that. Don't ever, don't, don't ever let anything make you feel as though you are going to be that way forever that you are anything that you are not called to be so that's the most important thing that i've taken um and that i would love to share with everybody (laughs) you know you get to define yourself you know don't let anybody define you don't let any situation define you don't let what people have said about you in the past define you even if that even if what they said was true at one point it doesn't always have to be you know it doesn't have to be you get to decide and you can decide that today to be better and to change if that's what you so desire or to just keep being yourself whatever you want <laughs> but yeah love that i thank you so much lauren for being on this podcast with me i always enjoy listening to you talk um i really hope everybody out there has a really great rest of your year we're almost there to the end um i just hope everybody stays safe corona free stress free all right thanks y'all bye <laughs>